Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. How are you feeling today, John? I'm feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday, I'm pretty sure I got a mild but relatively annoying case of, like, heat stroke. Oh, I thought you were going to say COVID. <laughs> I, no, I got the touch of the COVID. No, you had a mild COVID. I had, no, I didn't have a mild COVID. I had a... I, I went for a shoot at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. that went to, like, 11. Mm-hmm. So I avoided the worst of the sun, but I got pretty bad. Yeah. And then, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, I don't feel good. Right. I had, like, a headache, right. and I was feeling lethargic. Right. And I got home, had a glass of water, went to bed... Woke up at like 4 p.m. because I had an audition. Yeah. Still had a splitting migraine. You look miserable. Yeah, I looked pretty bad. And then I I like canceled my audition, went back to bed, woke up at night. I basically slept the whole day. (laughs) Did it help? A little bit. And your shock tea pillow helped a little bit too. Yeah. With the migraines? Yeah, a little bit. Because it was relieving pressure on the back of my neck and my head, which was giving me a bit of issue. But yeah, I feel much better today. I had a I had like a little bit of headaches and migraines yesterday as well. Like not I don't know about migraines, but headaches for sure. Is it contagious? I don't know. Like the first thought that came to mind was, um, and this is just something that happened within the apartment, um, listeners, because um, we live in the same place. If that wasn't clear, <laughs> um, John's girlfriend like set a small just fire, a small-ish fire in the microwave. Was like, there flames? Do you think there were flames? I'm though? guessing there were flames because there was a lot of charring. We, we only caught the aftermath. There was a lot of charring, and um, well, I, I I was home for the immediate aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, the entire kitchen was filled with smoke. Oh my god! Yeah, so there definitely was a fire, like black smoke, like it was smoke. I don't know, but it, it was smoke. There was I didn't. There was no active fire. Oh, okay, so just for some context, John's girlfriend is um, we'll call it kitchen illiterate. Yeah, and she put an enamel plate, like a metal metal coated enamel plate. Enamel wait, enamel coated metal plate. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Um, you know, you know, just so you know, the kind of plates you hit them against something and it goes ting ting ting. You know, <laughs> it doesn't go talk talk talk. It goes like, ting ting ting. When you eat utensils on, you're like, yeah, this is definitely making metal on metal sounds. <laughs> um, but she put that in a microwave with yeah. like three pieces of bread, which already, again, I said this before, it's like a red flag. Who who microwaves bread? Mm. Um, Toast it. <laughs> oh, I love my girlfriend very much, but yes. Uh, but yeah, so like, um, she knocks on my door and says, "Hey, I made a mistake in the kitchen." <laughs> Um, I walk in the kitchen and it's completely filled with smoke, <laughs> like completely filled with smoke to the point where I couldn't like be in there for more than two seconds kind of thing. Oh no. Um, and the bread was completely black and yes. it was like crackling. It was but like, this was like four days ago, was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, like what, what if Delayed like, onset. 
or, or like, what if we we ate some kind of weird fumes from oh the God. microwaves? Because 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 I ate something from the microwave. Oh God! What if what if like we're being poisoned internally? That's so funny because two of our roommates are complaining about stomach issues. Oh no! Rachel murdered us all. Murdered us all. I knew it. I knew it would happen eventually. I just didn't think it was, she would take you guys down too. Uh, uh. It's, it's kind of the common thread, isn't it? Like, hopefully, it just passes. Maybe it's just like a light bout of plastic poisoning yeah, or something. Yeah, just a touch of plastic coated <laughs> lung. Our lungs. Uh, no, my mind definitely was like just being exposed to the sun. Yeah, it like, was. was it like, was weirdly oh. hot yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy hot. Mm-hmm. And it was sandwiched between uh, two days where it was very wet. So it was like I think the humidity was off the charts as well. Right. And I just felt like shit. And then, like, I had to walk. Like, the shooting location was, like, in a forest or, like, mm-hmm. in a wooded area. Ooh. So it was, like, a near East Coast Park, that area. And I, like, got dropped off. And I walked, like, eight minutes carrying all my gear. I was like, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> but the footage looks good. And hopefully it'll cut together well. What's, like, your ideal living weather? Mm. Like, the kind of weather that you want to wake up to every single day. 17 degrees? What's that in Fahrenheit? I don't know. No one cares. I, I know. No, because <laughs> because when it comes to like outdoor temperature, because growing up in America, that's where I'm more. I understand what that is more. I don't know. Seventeen degrees is looking it up. Seventy-five Fahrenheit. It might not be too far from that. Actually, <laughs> I have no seventeen idea. C to F. Good old Google. I have no gauge. It's like, sixty-two. Oh wow. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Sweater weather, you know. I think my only gauge for Celsius to Fahrenheit is a um, hundred Fahrenheit is like four. 39 degrees Maybe a little Celsius? bit cooler than that. Because 100 degrees is like a hot day. Yeah. And a hot usual day in America. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, if it's 100, it's like, oh, that's shit. That fucking sucks. Yeah. But it's not like we're going to die. Yeah, because I've been in 100 degree weather in the US before and it was... It, yeah, sorry. It, it's, 37. It sucked. Yeah, 37 degrees. It was painful. I think it got up to like 103, 104. Yeesh. Yeah. But it could be a dry heat. In Nevada. No, it was horrible. Oh. It was horrible, horrible, and there's no shelter out there in Nevada. But um, which is weird because 100 degrees is like the temperature of a human body. That's yeah. 37. So it's like a mild fever. It was it was higher than 100. I remember right. checking like the Celsius, and it was like 41 Wait, degrees. Where was Celsius, this? Where was this? Nevada. Oh yeah, so like in the desert. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the fuck that means. Like, I've I've always been okay with the heat in Singapore because one of those things we can't really control. The like, humidity, yeah. especially, like it's just one of those things you got to like learn how to deal with right especially when you're born and raised here sweating but um man i have spent some time in the uk before and i kind of love how gloomy it is i kind of love how like dark and overcast and chill and windy it gets over there like yeah i want to be the kind of kind of place where it's like oh it's a nice day for a change let's go out not like oh my god it fucking sucks all the time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I like gloomy weather. So, so when the well. sun's out in Singapore, you don't think it's a nice day out? Yeah, no. Like right now, I'm like, wow, what a beautiful day. It's it's super overcast. It's currently cloudy and overcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's threatening to rain. Perfect weather. Perf- perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally really love like the gloomy UK weather only because like it. May, may, maybe it's the artist in me or something. I but get that. I, I get that. <laughs> Maybe it's the artist in me or something, but something about the gloominess and like how borderline depressing it is. Yeah, just give me a moleskin and a and a fountain pen. It is beautifully conducive. Yes, it is beautifully conducive. Something something about sweltering humidity and heat isn't it's exactly. Like, ah, I don't want to be artistic. Yeah, it isn't exactly inspiring just most of the time. Sit down in aircon. 
I just want to like dip myself in like a shallow pool. Yeah. M- most of those times. That's what I'm saying, man. Like I've been in the mood for years now to just have some weird holiday, like two or three weeks in a log cabin in some gloomy area mm-hmm. where I just like cut wood and write. Right. <laughs> That's have you, so have you Have you done that before? Cut wood? No. Written, <laughs> yes. It is very, very fun. I have to say that like um, the few times I went camping or like going to a remote location in the U.S. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing some people do over there. Like they go to their family cabin that yeah. no one stays at like 300 days in the year. Yeah, like a lake house? Give me that shit. I would yeah. have a lake house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go there, like one of the funnest things is that like peop- you need to like segment a bunch of people and say like you need to go Tasks. cut firewood. Yeah. Or else we will be really cold tonight. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like necessities. You need to hunt a deer or I kinda, we'll starve. Yeah, I kind of love that. Hold on. Not so much that we went you need to filter water. We went to the supermarket for that. Um, either way, you need to buy some deer from the supermarket. Yeah, but um, something about that, something about collecting firewood for the night. It's a very, um, I, I, I guess it, it it gives you direct responsibility over yes. like your own well being, and something yeah. about that is very liberating. Yeah, I have never chopped wood, but I have collected wood for a fire. Mm-hmm. That's very satisfying. And you build like a little teepee, and yeah. you get a little kindling, and then you do it, and it's yeah. great. You make As opposed s'mores. to like, you know, pressing a button, thermostat, yeah. Yeah. aircon, Come heater. On. <laughs> it's so much more fun. Like one of the best memories I have of recent travels is going to Nepal and collecting a bunch of random sticks and twigs That's in the amazing. mountains. That's so cool. Yeah, it's tough during the winter months because most of it's gone and collected by the locals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'd rather like have hypothermia than heat stroke. Yeah, Hypoth- I mean, I'd rather not have either, but like, <laughs> I'd rather be too cold and too hot. Okay, that's where we differ. Really? Like, I-, I enjoy the cold weather. I love it. I prefer it. Um, but I'd rather be hot than cold. This has been a weird week for me. I just realized because I had two shoots. One mm-hmm. was in the extreme heat of the Singapore jungle, mm-hmm. and one was in the extreme cold of Snow City. <laughs> in two back-to-back days, dude. Were, were you shooting your Indonesian influencers? No, nah, this is something else. Board. This was like this was for drone racing. It didn't really turn out all that well. Drone I, racing in Snow City? Yep. Why? Um, they were. That was just where they held the race. Okay. So I was like interviewing people and stuff. Isn't uh, it we'll, just like we'll a big empty warehouse with some with like a s- snow a hill. hill? So actually, Snow City is actually pretty cool. Actually, yeah. I didn't realize it. it was sell so, it. Sell it to me. I have. It's been around for twenty. This is exactly what I said. Snow City has been around for twenty years, bringing frozen family fun to Singaporeans of all ages. Um, there's a sixty meter slope mm-hmm. where you can jump on an inner tube and slide down. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Uh, there is like a, a bumper cars on ice. That's new. Yeah. What, what's newest, I think, is they have, like, paintball. What? Yeah. But instead of, like, paint, like, because if it was actual paint from, like, in a, 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 a traditional paintball pellet, yeah. it would freeze and just, like, probably go through your head. So instead, <laughs> they, instead they use so- softer rubber balls, which apparently still hurt. Right. But think about it. If you're playing paintball in a winter climate, you have all these thick clothes, so it's like, it's you not You barely feel anything. You still feel it, for sure. Well, right. I, didn't, I didn't do it, but, like, you would still feel it, but it's like, oh padding i remember being very very terribly shocked the first time i played paintball and it hit me yeah i believe it was in china oh when i was a child got those chinese paintball guns (laughs) (laughs) no like i went to like like the first ever paintball place that i went to my dad took my brother and i and it was like a really intense fucking place in Uh china 
because you know they do everything bigger there and like they, they have no rules. all the space in the world yeah so it was, it was essentially like a like a, some modern warfare shit ah like with like a proper map <laughs> like a proper was um, it like an indoor thing indoor outdoor indoor outdoor so it was and it had like obstacles and like places to hide and stuff oh 100% it was oh, intense oh that sounds cool it was intense but I was way too young to like really strategize also the moment I got shot my mind completely changed <laughs> yeah the moment I got shot I was like oh. no this is too real <laughs> like speaking it, of too well the first time I played paintball I was in the jungle yeah in the forest uh-huh. in Vir- in Maryland Ooh. I felt like I was hunting Charlie how, how was it the first time you got shot um were you wearing enough it was okay yeah it wasn't so bad right and see, our paintball markers weren't that good right like see we weren't really forewarned mm-hmm they just said, don't shoot people in the eyes. Sure. And, yeah, that makes sense. But you weren't wearing goggles or masks? No, no, we were. Okay. But it was like don't more so the, the, the clothes that they put on us. It was a very thin layer. It wasn't really protective at all. It was essentially just like overalls. Right. Um, and I don't know if y'all got hit by paintballs before, but it, you get welts. You get oh, full yeah. on welts, especially with these weird Chinese paintball guns that I guess were turned up to eleven or something. Of course they are. But I just remember right after the session, like seeing everywhere I got shot, and it was just like a perfect circle. Wow, a perfect circle of bruising with another circle of like you know when you get, get like a a bruise that is like empty in the middle. No, I don't know what causes that, but I just remember having a lot of those like ring-like bruises, like a bullseye, like a reverse bullseye. It just looked like a ring of bruise with like nothing in the middle, and I had like multiple all over my leg. Well, and, that's like, weird. Yeah, it's huh. like a welt, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. are we? Are, but sorry, just sorry to interrupt. But like, are we like echoey? Do you hear echoing? Well, probably a little bit more than usual, but yeah. nothing that should bother the listener okay, too cool. much. Because we're in a new space. Also, by the way, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 143. Hey. The Good Hang Podcast. That's hello. Nathan. I'm John. Hi. And the reason I bring it up because like our room is, because we're outside. Yeah. We're in the living room. Yes. For a little bit of change. We're recording scenery. outside of my room because um, I don't know why we record in there, to be honest. Mm. Like, we, like, I don't know what setup you guys imagine we have. But every week, or at least for the last like fifteen or twenty weeks or so, when we record this podcast, we're, it's not some fancy studio, not with even close. like proper lighting, and everything. we're literally sitting on the floor of my room. It's cozy, I guess, but it's horrible for our lower backs. <laughs> oh, I figured out a way. I figured it out. I lean against the wall now. I feel comfy. I, I feel, yeah. So like, I it's just, bad for you. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You like. You're like. Yeah. Rounding your back and whatnot. So I just thought for today, why not? Like, actually record this show in some level of comfort. Well, the reason I bring it up is because, like, oh, our ro- I just saw a roommate walk past, and I'm like, huh. Like, we should just lean into it. If a roommate comes up, we should just put them on the show. Yeah, why not? If they yeah. want to be on the show. Like, it's been, it's been so many weeks, and our listeners hear about them, but they've never actually met them. Yeah. It's not going to happen, probably. probably they're, not. they're not going to want to they're do too, this. They're too scared. Yeah, don't, don't keep your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, so um, other than the extreme heat and extreme cold... It was negative seven degrees in there. Really? Yeah, negative seven. But there's zero wind. So it was like kind of like... Like you feel fine, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I'm freezing. I have not been to Snow City since like my school field trip there, mm-hmm. which was like primary f- five. Yeah. Which was... Forever. Yeah, when I, when I was 11 or 10. So like I haven't been back there in ages. I, I don't get how they do it. Is it just like super? Is it just aircon? What do you mean? How they make the snow or how they it, keep it? Cold? How do they keep it that? Cold? It's a huge space. Yeah, and it's all it's all of its negative seven degrees. Is it just like a huge freezer? I'm um, yeah. I'm guessing the same way they keep meats frozen. I guess that must be crazy. They keep the snow cold. 
It must require a lot of energy. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how they make the snow. I remember once seeing, like, they, they invited one of the scientists over, like the people that, you know, run the place. They invited them over. Or, or like <laughs> the they manager? gave us... Oh, wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm misremembering this. Mm-mm. We went there, and then um, before going in, they gave us a talk, like a mm-hmm. briefing. And like this this guy, this like scientist person that works there and manages how they make the snow and more efficient ways to make the snow. Cool. He was giving us a demonstration on liquid nitrogen, Ooh. which is like the coolest fucking thing you can see yeah. as a... 10 year old um, you know when they put the flour in there and then they break it and they shatter it oh that sounds like fun have you never seen like a no, liquid no, no. nitrogen Not in person. demonstration oh it's fucking I've seen it on like Top Chef it's 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 magical like you, they, they just dip anything and everything in it and then they shatter it it's very satisfying I can imagine um, but he was showing us that how they make the snow in the place is that they put liquid nitrogen in a container and the outside condenses and what condenses outside is snow. And that is essentially kind of a simplified version of how they make the snow huh. through condensation. But it's like, how much f- fucking condensation do you need to make that much snow? Yeah. So I don't know what the exact science is, but it's, 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 it's a modern marvel. Although in my head... Mm-hmm. Having a large amount of snow in a country this naturally humid and hot would cause a lot of clumping. Like, were, were there lots of, like, solid clumps of ice Not really. on the floor? No, like, inside, once you get in there, it's, like, a completely different environment. Completely different. Because like I vaguely remember, at least when I was a kid, when I mm. went there, lots of, like, solid chunks of ice that we weren't allowed to throw at our friends. Oh, I, I wasn't really rolling around much. But the snow wasn't very powdery, but it wasn't also, like, terribly, terribly, terribly icy. Field trip. Field trip. You should just go there. Like it's not. I was. I was just enjoying just being there. Yeah. Like I just didn't. Okay. So what was I wearing? I had a. Uh, I had like a. I had like a tank top underneath the t-shirt, and then I had an overcoat that had like an inner layer that was removable when I had it in. Then I had like a knit cap. I had wool mittens, and I had my snow boots, and I was still pretty cold. <laughs> I could have layered more. That just sounds like so much trouble. Oh, like, no, it was great. To, like, have to bring out all of that stuff that you keep locked away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had to, like, dig into, the, like, the storage to find my winter clothes. But it was worth it. I love winter. Yeah. Winter's my favorite season. Probably, like, the transition from autumn to winter is where I would like to be. Favorite place you've spent winter? Uh, New York. Yeah? It's really beautiful. Mm. And dirty. But, like, nice. It is kind of, like, the, 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 the thing about it that makes it the most beautiful, I think, is, like, the touch of Christmas. Like, the yeah. touch of holidays. Yeah. They do it differently there. Yeah, man. Like you, you go into a bar and you like take off your overcoat and you got like a thick woolly sweater and you just yeah. have like some hot drinks and Weirdly enough, it's like the time leading up to Christmas that is the most beautiful in New York. Yes, like, I agree. The, like the week itself is actually pretty quiet and empty because mm-hmm. everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. But like the, the weeks preceding it, it's like oh my god, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, there's like Christmas music everywhere, everyone's holly and jolly. It's so beautiful. It's there's nice. some something about it, like I, I have very fond memories of it, of course, because yeah. like I would visit sometimes when I was studying there. Yeah. But Jesus, it was like it it, it, it really feels like you're walking into this big party mm-hmm. when you enter New York City in December. Yeah, I would go so far as to say that every non cold when Christmas has kind of bummed me out a little bit. Yeah? Like, I mean, this sucks. <laughs> it's not New York. I don't care about Jesus. <laughs> Give me snow and Santa. Because <laughs> no, there's also something about how, like, the people are in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people say that New York, New Yorkers are crazy. Nah. 
it's kind of true. It's 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 true in the sense that like if Eccentric. you think speaking to strangers rapidly is crazy, then yeah, New York's pretty crazy. Yeah, because essentially like you can't go a day without having a random conversation with a stranger, which is great. It's great. It's kind of it's kind of magical, and it opens your heart up a lot more in in ways that you you just don't get in a city like Singapore. Yeah. Did you ever flirt with someone at a bar? It's so fun. Yeah? Yeah, just talking to strangers. Mm. It's fun. I've never flirted with anybody at a bar. But I have spoken to homeless people sitting on stoops. You flirt with them? You get lucky? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, stick a little finger in there. Oh, no. no. Actually, honestly, when I was living in LA, I had like a two-hour long conversation with a couple of homeless people. They were very interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's it, like I, I have these like long conversations with these homeless people because they just tend to like. If any of you have been to New York, I'm sure you've had the experience where you walk past a homeless person and they just kind of start talking to you. Yeah, and sometimes you know it's it's very obvious, like crazy drug fueled, alcohol fueled shit. But sometimes it's things that make you want to go like. Tell me more, sir. Yes. You know, and like, the, the, I, I recall a few occasions where this happened, either on the subway or like on the train itself yep. or like um, just in some random neighborhood sitting on a stoop somewhere. And yeah, like you just stop, have a little conversation, mostly just talk about like, how you doing, man? Yeah, man. How's your day? The only times I've had active conversation about philosophy was to homeless people. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, oh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Homeless people. Uh, one of my favorite people, I don't think he was homeless. This, that would be an unfair assumption, but he was, he was... Um, he was a poet. Okay. He was a poet on the street. Oh, probably homeless. So it's, 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 it's tough to say, right? Because he had a skill set. Mm-hmm. He was a legitimate poet. Mm-hmm. Like he was legitimately, he was showing me these poems that he wrote and he said, Hey man, like, can I write you a poem? Like, would you mind giving me uh, a little bit s- something for, 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 for lunch if I write you a poem? So, yeah, you have flirted with a homeless person. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, your eyes are like hazel. Yeah, and, and, he, and he just, like, wrote a poem for me right then and there. And it was kind of fucking beautiful. And I gave him, like, 20 bucks for it. Um, <laughs> and, we, and we spoke at length about, like, writing. Because, like, um, that's something I do, too. It was just that he's doing it at a very different level. Was it? Was this in Boston? This was in New York. Oh, in New York. Okay. I I, I distinctly remember it was near Flatiron. Mm-hmm. Um, nice area. Yeah, it was near Flatiron. I was just sitting on a, like a random bench that was also an art piece or something. I don't know. You know, New York. Sure. Um, and yeah, he, he just started talking to me. We spoke about poetry. He wrote me a poem. I can't recall it. I think it's somewhere like Clearly buried in my good. Instagram. This was like eight years ago. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it just left such a deep impression on me because mm. it's like, man, I, I, would, I would kill to write like this person. I would mm. kill to write like as, as, as freely and passionately and uninhibitedly at, like this person. You should have made it like a little project. You should have been like, give me, give me your poems. I'll make them to lyrics. Like, what does it take, you know? Uh, never having to pay mortgage or... You never know. House. You never know. When all you have is your art, then art is all you have. You know what I'm saying? Art's a art's a fucked up thing to get into, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, it's a weird way to exist in the world. Yeah. That relies so much on capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> eh. eh. What are you going to do? Gonna do? Move to New York. Be a homeless person. Oh, God. Speaking of moving- I feel like that's an easier thing to do than you, than most people give it credit for. Just go there and don't come back and live on the streets. They can't yeah, find you. I guess so. I mean, ice will be on your ass. Actually, no, I guess they wouldn't. Maybe they can find, you know, 
if if you blend in, like okay, like bring like 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 seven sets of nice clothes, and then like <laughs> just rotate them yeah. across the week. That way you can blend in with all the other Asian tourists, but secretly you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then just audition. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But you know, speaking of moving to America, this is a weird segue. But like, I found out. So I found out in the past week that two people I know have gotten COVID. Wow. Yeah. So like that brings up my total of people I know to, I think to about five or six. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. They're okay though? Yeah, they're okay. They recovered. But like one person was like, oh, I definitely have permanent lung damage. Oof. This other person was like, oh yeah, my dad was hospitalized for four days. Jeez. It's fucking crazy, dude. That's the thing about COVID, right? Like you hear about so many people like doing okay after. I mean, Trump survived it. I mean, yeah. fucking Harvey Weinstein survived it. Did he get it? He got it. Harvey Weinstein did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Batman got it. Yeah. Um, he would definitely survive it, though. Yeah. But like, you hear about varying degrees of it and people going through varying degrees of like um, shittiness. I, I think one thing's clear. It's just large. It's, it's extremely unpredictable. I'm, 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 like, so, yeah. I'm wildly curious. Like in three, four years when That's they have everything say. sorted, what is going to be the literature on it? What is going to be the definitive, like what is COVID? What does it do to you? Because mm-hmm. even though you've been experiencing it for like the last 10 months, like I, I, I don't really know. Like what are the lasting effects? No one knows, right? Like yeah, what no are the last really five, knows. 10 years from now? What's going to be like, you know how like, all that shit about like nine eleven causing all this cancer because of the dust in the atmosphere and shit. Oh, really? That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do like wow. so many first responders have gotten lung damage, cancer from nine eleven. Mm. But like that only came out years and years after the fact. Jeez. So who knows what the lasting damage of COVID is, man? I mean, the psychological damage alone for is, sure. It's it's going to be monumental. Just that like footprint that like butterfly wing flap it's going to cause so much reverberation through like humankind i'm endlessly fascinated by that like we're already seeing so much so much art come out of it right yeah and we're already seeing so many like creative ways to present our state of mind um because of it but um i'm curious to see how we look back upon this like half a decade later something like that My friend wrote. It's going to be wild. Like one, one of the things that I can't wait for is like traveling, like going overseas and talking to like strangers about it. Ugh. Like well, where were you when COVID happened? Kind well, of? You know, just like... What was COVID like in your area? Like, you know, when you do have conversations with strangers overseas, you tend to talk, talk about very minute, small talky yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. But we now have this thing that runs very deep. That relates to our family, our friends, our loved ones, our employment, our our well-being. And we have this direct connection with anybody in the mm-hmm. world. Like it's a, it, Again, it's, something that unites us. Yeah, it's fucking, it's it's beautiful. Except for, you know, the Taiwanese and the Koreans and... The New Zealanders. But even then, we're affected Those by responsible it. fucks. But even then, they were, they were affected <laughs> in that they had to, like, lock down. Like, yeah, that's yeah, something. Sure, we, if sure, anything else, sure. that's what we can share. For sure. Everyone except for America. <laughs> uh, wearing masks and locking down. Yeah, no, but, I, I can't wait to travel and talk yeah. to people about, like... How's it been? You know, like, what was it like where you were from? And yeah. I can tell you how it was like where I was from. And we can exchange notes. That'd yeah. be so fun. Yeah. Like, the few Zoom calls I've gotten, it seems pretty similar. Yeah. Like, people have similar experiences. Totally. To different extents, which is universal. Yeah. So, what do your friends say? Yeah. She said, okay, uh, I am a super healthy 32-year-old who eats clean and works out every single day. 
Despite all of this Ugh. COVID, yeah, no right. COVID is the is the closest I've ever felt to fearing death. It absolutely kicked my ass, forcing me to need hospital care and leaving lasting lung issues in its wake. I now have to figure out how to deal with that and how to not get winded every time I walk thirty feet. Oof. Can you imagine, dude? Fuck. Jeez. That fucking sucks. Yeah, you hear about these as well. Like I remember seeing a bunch of posts like back in may june mm-hmm. where you see like I, I i i distinctly recall it was this bodybuilder this really buff like crazy alpha like russian douche no american okay um and he got covid and he essentially like within like the span of three weeks became like a little soy boy oh man like, yeah just withered away essentially yeah tiny yeah because i read a news article like last week about this russian bodybuilder guy who like denied it existed got it and then died it was very sad goof left behind a uh, a f- ex-wife with three kids. Jeez. God, man. Like, that's weird, man. The COVID deniers is such a weird thing. It, it's it's tough to really, like... Like, of course you get, like, a sense of schadenfreude, like, a little bit, because it's like, you know, everyone... We are stopping our lives mm-hmm. to, like, um, make sure that we are safe and the people around us are safe. And then these people are messing it up for us. Yeah. So when something bad happens to them, you almost want to be like, ha, ha. But, yeah. but the But so much of it is also, like... I get it. Like it's 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 an insane ask. Yeah, it's an insane ask to tell someone to like completely stop everything, especially when other people have have much larger things like threatening their existential crisis and 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 things about like you know putting food on the table, like mm-hmm. earning money, like friggin' like paying mortgage, things like that. You know, it just becomes so much scarier. That uh, it, it's 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 hard to get fully sh- like mad about the deniers yeah. because I, you you can't help but feel sorry for it and get it. You but know? the problem is like I don't I don't care with people being like this sucks. I don't want to wear a mask. Uh, that's one thing, right? But to be like saying COVID isn't a thing. What? <laughs> what? Cornova virus is a hoax. Truly <laughs> really extraordinary times. Why do you say that? I uh, just think like in addition to COVID, right? It's just like it's the weird like. Ecos like everything that's happening around COVID is so fucking crazy, and like just forever, Trump and COVID are going to be like locked in. Really? Because I don't know. Have you been following the fucking Supreme Court shit? Like the Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, she's confirmed. Thing? That was like two, three weeks ago. No, 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 no. She was nominated, but she's now confirmed. Oh, okay. So like, there was talk of like, oh, the Democrats should filibuster, should they would do everything in their power to stop it. But like, yeah, man, eight days before the election, she is confirmed now with a, I think it was 52 to 48. Mm-hmm. One Republican crossed the line, two independents voted against her. But yeah, she's through, so now she's the thing. And now there's all these talks about, like, the Supreme Court actively doing things, actively doing things to allow Trump to stay in office if it's contested. <laughs> like, I was just listening to a podcast now from Vox about how they've made a ruling something about in Wisconsin which is going to be a swing state about that allows them to like throw out ballot, bo- ballots and shit it's fucking crazy honestly okay with this with with these things mm. i try not to get too obsessed with that i try not to get like too into it because it's such an easy thing to fall into especially during yeah. this time especially during this time when like all the media is covering it when it's everything everyone is talking about yeah. it's so easy to get sucked into this like it's 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 almost like a like a fly to a fly trap. Like uh-huh. ooh, it's so shiny. It's so many things happening. It's so yeah. scandalous. It, and, it, and I think more than ever, right? Like the, more than ever, this is like the one to watch yeah. because it, it, it's right after the biggest upset in like modern political history. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like every time I dip my head into it, 
and like listen to what's been happening and what people have been saying mm-hmm. and what the 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 latest politics of it all is my world just gets a little bit darker yeah dude it really gets a little bit darker because like, you're just hearing more of the same shit that's been hammered over our heads not for the just last the same shit years. it's getting worse and worse yeah but but it's at its core it's the same shit yes it's there one side is saying one thing the other side is saying one thing one side is clearly saying bullshit but for some reason there's a lot of people believing this bullshit this makes the other side very angry and confused this causes a whole kerfuffle like it's so much of the same stuff you know it it hasn't mm-hmm changed at its core yeah it's essentially a side that's way too stubborn to listen because they've kind of got their new like uh symbol of ignorance um and then the other side that is like kind of running around like headless chickens because they don't know what to do and how to fix it but it's crazy right because like you know what it is like i get i think what i think is at the root of all this thing is all the things that have made it like super bipartisan like this whole separation thing like not to get too like technical and stuff but this is the first um, Supreme Court justice who was who was was confirmed with having zero votes from the opposite side. Yeah, zero. Like that's the first time this has happened. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And like, I mean, now you see like like AOC is like a boss. I, I love AOC, mm-hmm. but like she is so it she she represents the other side of like this huge divide. Like no one wants to work with each other. People's viewpoints are so different. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, and that's sad. And that's not just America, by the way. That's like everywhere. This yeah. whole idea of us versus them is being sowed by, I don't know, the Russians? <laughs> Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, Putin. Jeez. Come at, come after us. No, but I mean, you, you, you just said it, right? It's not just the U.S. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's the, it's the social dilemma. Ah. Uh-huh. It's, it's, the direct, uh-huh. it's the direct product of like, how we're consuming information. And I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. Mm-hmm. Have humans always been like this? Or, ha- or, or did internet wake something up in us that... Um, was always suppressed. In what sense? Like, have we always been so tribal in the sense of like... I, I'm just trying to break this thought down like live right now. But I guess it's it's more of like technology. Because it was created by humans, it is nothing but an extension of our desires. It's nothing yeah. new. It's just presenting us on a plate the things that we already want. And... Like, you know, things like uh, uh, a community, things like uh, uh, affirmation, things like (laughs) confirmation bias. (laughs) Well, I think your original choice of words kind of points the finger there. Tribalism. It is tribalism. Like, so it goes back to when humans lived in tribes. Yeah. The idea of like, oh, yeah. Our survival depends on this other yeah. group, not like like we, you know. we crave it already. The internet mm-hmm. just kind of enabled it to happen mm-hmm. from the comfort of our homes. Yeah, and like in in the privacy of our phones, in the privacy of our minds. Yeah, I mean, that's this, the, at the end of the day, that's the gist of social dilemma, right? Yeah, yeah. Social it, media allowing the tribalism to like fester in our minds and yeah. hearts, and it sucks. But it's always been there. Yeah, like, like yeah. that. That it's okay, that has so. always been there. It's just that technology has has caused these tribes to um, grow exponentially. Mm -hmm. What might have been a very, like, small niche group of crazies in your neighborhood are now, like, a several hundred thousand strong global community. Yeah. And there's something beautiful about that. Mostly scary, Mm. but kind of beautiful. They have friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not alone. They're now proud boys. Stand back. Yeah. Stand, Stand by. by. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine, like, also at the same time, I'm also kind of excited because it's like, how many more days till the election? Or, I mean, 
fucking elections ongoing, right? There's so many votes which <laughs> probably get thrown out for some reason. I feel like you've been diving very deep into this. Well, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's something I keep, I'm keeping up with. Because, I mean, I listen to, and the main way is that I listen to, like, all these daily news podcasts. That's all they're talking about, right? And they're all based in the U.S. Yeah, Vox, New York Times, and right. uh, NPR. Yeah. Um, it, it is all they're talking about, which is why it's very easy to get swept away by it. It's like, you know, when the when when Mar- Avengers Endgame was coming out, so many <laughs> Avengers things were out there and you just get kind of sucked into it. This, yeah. like the, the, the ecosystem of the internet just kind of like encircles around it. And I, I've been consciously trying to stay away from it because yeah. it... It does. It never fails to bum me out. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like maybe like be less co- uh, committed to like reading it every day. But it's like none of it is surprising to me. That's yeah. the thing. That's the reason why like it, there's no point, at yeah. least from my perspective, because I'm not getting any mind blowing new information. Yeah, I'm pretty much just getting like a, a like an extension of what I assume is already going to happen. Yeah, and like something about getting that confirmation. It's just so depressing sometimes. Yeah. So, but like, I think it's like because I feel like obviously we live in historic times and like mm-hmm. it's it's something about being present and learning about it or something. Yeah, I don't know about oh, being for informed. Sure. But for maybe sure. I'm being too informed. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I feel because like I can predict it already before mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. hearing the, like none of it is surprising me. So I'm not learning anything new. I'm just getting more input to fuck my day up. You know. True. Because, like, until something, like, really surprises me, until something in the news really pops up that, like, changes my perspective on everything, like, unless, like, something in the news comes out later where Trump says, I'm really, really sorry about (laughs) everything. And then I'm like, what? But until then, it's pretty much, like, the same old fucking story that it has been for the last four years. Like, none of it is surprising. Like, it doesn't even surprise me that he fucked COVID up that badly. Mm -hmm. Like, it it would have been more surprising if he didn't. Yeah. It honestly would have been mind-blowing if he handled it well and if, like, it's halfway gone by now. For sure. But it didn't, and it's kind of just par for the course. It was was totally expected, and something about that expectation being met is extremely depressing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's... It's it's disappointing. Like you know the phrase, "I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. I'm just disappointed." Yeah, yeah. That's you, exactly what it is. You've talked to my parents. Okay, yeah. great. Like you're not mm. angry that it happened because you kind of expected it to happen. It didn't surprise you. It just greatly disappoints you. And something about that is worse to kind of go about your day with this disappointment in humanity. You know, it's. Is it is that like a different form of confirmation bias though, or is it confirmation bias? What do you mean? Like like you expect it. Like you expect. Trump to be all, f- or you expect these news to be terrible, and you see the news, and you're like, "Yep, that's right." But like, is there like, I mean, I guess is there other well, reasons? I, I, to- I try to avoid confirmation bias just by like watching multiple things. Yeah. So like, Fox News pops up on my suggestions quite a bit because I actively search those videos. Yeah, I'll check it out from time to time. I'm trying to stay, you know, fair and balanced. Well, I mean, it's it's very clear that like Fox News isn't the fair and balanced. Oh, clear, one. Like it's it's super clear, but it's more of just like you want to hear. What both yeah. sides are saying. I have one friend on Facebook. I think that's a Trump supporter, or he even says that he's not. He's but he's like actively against both sides. So he's the closest I have to a Trump supporter. But like even then, I'm like, fuck, I can't handle his posts. I can't re- handle reading them. It's so fucking annoying. But like I yeah. still, you know, it's important for me to not to live in that echo chamber. Hundred percent. Everyone has their reasons. Everything is justified. Like I just want to. Can someone point me the direction to a reasonable Trump supporter? That's all. I just want that. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's all these people who are saying like, "Oh, show me a a, a, a reasonable, you know, liberal as well." Like they're saying the same thing because <laughs> okay, like that's the, the echo chamber ecosystem confirmation bias nonsense we live in. I don't want to talk about this for too long because yeah, I, 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 I sense people too. getting like angry, impatient, and bored. But uh, <laughs> like, I think 
um, most of the reasonable Trump supporters that I've seen, at least, mm. they tend to defer back to the economy and jobs. Yeah. Um, and how well those have been doing. He's doing well for the economy. Um, and that they don't mind having someone who's brash and disagreeable representing the country yeah. if jobs and economy are going up. Yeah. Um, Unemployed at its all-time low, but yes, because of COVID. Like, yeah, because of COVID. But there's two things there. First of all, the measure of human happiness should not be the economy. Mm-hmm. The measure of human happiness and the welfare of a country should not purely be measured by economy and jobs. If that were the case... Um, that's how you end up with dystopian futures in the society. Sure. Right? Um, like, the other reason, I think, is a lot of people, that, that they assume that because jobs and employment were up before COVID, that it was because of Trump. When really, the president always tends to inherit the economy mm-hmm. from the previous generation mm-hmm. because literally four years doesn't change a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. Like, it changes maybe at the beginning and the end of that window, but it never changes within because of that person yeah. sitting in unless yeah. some kind of authoritarian dictatorship rule was spread across. He's reaping the rewards of, rewards of Obama and then at the same time Pretty saying much. That he inherited garbage fire, which is ridiculous. Pretty much. But yeah, I agree. We should move on. Yeah, we should Do you have on. nice things to talk about? Do I have nice things to talk? I mean... What's going on with you, man? Honestly, it's been it's been like a weirdly dark week and that's why I've been oh. avoiding all the Great. All, all the, <laughs> the nonsense on politics. No, like not in a, like a depressingly bad way. It's oh, more okay. of just like... Um, I've been finding myself in like a creative black hole. Oh no. Yeah. I've been finding myself in a little bit of a creative black hole. Um, and I'm trying to dig myself out of it. Like it's somewhere between like not having anything in the tank. Um, and also just being like, (sighs) how do I put this? Like, I'm 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 almost trying to rediscover a purpose mm. in terms of like approaching creativity, approaching like cr- the creation of music, art, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm deep in the middle of that struggle right now, and it's been a weird week. That's weird. I've had the same thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Like the past couple of evenings, I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, where am I going? Yeah. Maybe it is the microwave fumes. No oh, fuck. We're all dying. We're all just dying. Ugh. no, but um. Yeah, I I I, I recently uh, went on like a little bit of a just like had some alone time and mm-hmm. just trying to get a reset on perspective. Mm-hmm. And I was thankful that I was able to get that. You know, just every once in a while, you want to reset your perspective and kind of look at your life, not as good or bad. You know, I feel like a lot of times our daily. Um, routine or like what we are programmed to do is look at our life look at our lives as a series of bad and good things yeah right oh this bad thing happened sucks oh this good thing happened good thing happened bad thing happened good thing happened um when really i occasionally need to shift my perspective and just like look at all those things as just things that happen yeah good or bad like it's essentially just life those things in life just happened and then yeah. moving forward because like when i get myself in this weird hole of like bad thing bad thing bad thing good thing bad thing bad thing it it, it kind of stifles my um creativity and ability yeah. to express myself you're talking about stoicism a little bit yeah like it's about not assigning too much value to the things that happen right yeah yeah there's a bit of that but like it's hard to 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 
to do that in the moment, mm-hmm. right? It's more of like when you're when you're dissecting it in post mm-hmm. to be able to take a look back and see that oh, these are just things that happen. Sure. They're not they're not necessarily bad. They're not necessarily good. Like, um, or they're good and bad, but they don't matter as much. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just yeah. keeping it steady is, I think, a, a good virtue to or, have. Or like more so, you don't view them as a one or a zero. You know? Yeah. You don't view them in a binary way. Yeah. It's not. This is a good thing that happened to me. This is a bad thing that happened to me. More, more so, this is a thing that happened to me, and it had good and bad. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's yeah, a good Some, way to something look at like things. that. Like, like basically, like one of those. Like, I just reset my perspective a little bit mm. um, to hopefully, um, you know, approach creativity, music making, all of that stuff um, in a different way. And it's a slow process, but I'm getting sure. to it. Yeah, it's yeah, been, it's good. it's it's been going on for a few weeks. All, but but this week especially, I felt that like mental block the inability to like really like produce and create something mm. and like it sucks man writer's block is such a stupid little thing yeah because it's inevitable it happens yep, 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 yep. and it's very much a state of mind that's the yeah. most annoying thing like you know that there's tons in there there's so much in there it's just that it's currently inaccessible because yeah. of an invisible barrier yeah, I think I'm going through a little bit. I feel like I'm. It's weird because I'm not doing that much work, but I feel like overworked. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like not having a nine to five right and having to hustle. Like I feel like I'm working seven days a week and like putting in a lot of effort for not a lot of return. But you're working hard, not working smart. Yeah, exactly. I just need like you know like a like a mini holiday. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I need to. I haven't had a day of doing nothing in I don't know how long. I think you just need a break in your rhythm. I think so too. I don't think it's necessarily a day of doing nothing because like, um. We we live fairly like leisure filled lives. Like yeah, we're I think we're, so. we're not like slaving away working like yeah yeah true. nine to nine that kind of thing. You know, true. there's tons of people out there that do that are able to maintain their sanity and productivity. Yeah. I think it's more so just that people like us require a abrupt or very clear change in rhythm. Yeah, you know. Um, so like when you say take a break, a vacation, I, 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 I'm not even thinking of like literally going somewhere for a stake. It, it could just be something that radically changes um, your rhythm. For example, like recording out in this room right now. Yeah. It's something that we've never done before. It's something yeah. that changes the rhythm. And it, I'm sure it's intrinsically morphing what this episode is becoming yeah. in some way. It feels more couchy. <laughs> feels more philosophical. It does. Because I'm I'm lying down like I'm in a therapist's chair right now. A little bit. Um, How does that make you feel? It makes me feel like the small of my back is well supported. Oh, good. <laughs> um but um yeah, man. I it it's um, I think it's 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 it might just be that. Like like you need like a radical change in your rhythm. Like maybe you rent an Airbnb and stay there and write for three days or something like yeah, that. That would be nice. Like fucking just do nothing except like write. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I need <laughs> to inject more uh structure into my day. Maybe I need to like set my alarm clock and start waking up at a certain time and yeah, it could get be that. going at it. It it. Could, it could be my guess is it could be one of two things. It could either be strict structure or a very abrupt break in that structure. I think I need both. And when I say an abrupt break, I mean like because like. I think w- with our work hours and our rhythms, we tend to, you know, work and then like at night chill, watch yeah. a few things or whatever. Like maybe it's just that you need like a break in that rhythm. Like maybe like don't 
touch YouTube and Netflix for like a week mm. or three days. <laughs> and like, um, uh, um, instead of doing that, do something else, you know, do something else to kind of like let your brain float away. Yeah. Like, um, uh, read a good book. Yeah. Or listen to white noise machines. I don't yeah. fucking know. Like something, something to break up that rhythm because, I don't think it's it's strictly a matter of there's not enough rest time. Yeah, no, I think so. I think there's right. no way that it's that. Whenever I think it's that, it's like there's no way it's that. I know people that work way harder that are able to like produce way more. Mm. You know, it's not a matter of I'm overworked. It's a matter of my brain is bored. Maybe it's almost always that I feel with creative like ADD heads. It's it's almost always that like there's an in, there's a there's a boredom there's an inherent like stagnancy that needs to be shaken up and jolted yeah and like let's also discount the fact that i think also part of it is that i haven't performed in front of people in a long time isn't that crazy yeah it's fucking crazy it sucks isn't that absolutely nuts it, on one hand though it's nice to know that i mean not that there was ever a doubt but it's like it's confirming like how much of a performer we are yeah you know what i mean it's like ugh, getting the itch man isn't that kind of scary though to like think about it in the future, <laughs> like where you like, like you just go to a show and be like, I could have done that. <laughs> You'll be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, fuck. 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 Yeah. It's 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 tough, right? Because the life of a performer or an artist is generally you get presented with these opportunities to break up that rhythm. You get presented with these opportunities to like constantly shake up your your schedule. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, all of a sudden you have three night gigs in a row. Or like, oh, all of a sudden you have like five weeks of rehearsal and, and you barely get any sleep. Actually, you know what it is, bro? I think it's like, or like the, at least the root of it for me is to like to know your purpose in life and to not be able to do it for so long. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh yeah, COVID, you know, oh, I'm going to take a chance to like learn some, learn some things and, yeah. and get some perspective and write some stuff. And like, well, I've gotten perspective. I've written some stuff. Now I want to just, I want to do my purpose again. Like I just, Yeah. Give me a room full of people. Give me a script. Give me no script. Whatever. I just want to perform. But that's where you innovate, right? Yeah, sure, sure. That's where pe- that's where you innovate. That's where you learn how to like, or that's where you figure out a way to um, reach people. Yeah, like force it upon people. Like yeah. essentially, just like like create your own rule book and like redefine those rules because they're not going to change for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're closer to the end now than we were yeah, like, I feel like a year ago yeah i feel like we're heading out of the force instead of further into it but yeah. like but but things are not going to be the same mm. really like because I, I think there's definitely like a huge thing to be said about um i, I think we mentioned it last week about how this is just going to stay in the consciousness of people like before this who the hell even like thought before they went to a club or a music festival. Ooh, I hope I don't catch any germs. Yeah. Like, that's just not something people thought about. Like, if they want to go to a club, they want to go to a club. They'll think about, oh, I probably shouldn't drink too much or, like, hmm. I should be careful. But they never ever think about, like, oh, I, I'm scared to catch germs. Yeah. But now, that's something that's just in the forefront or at least subconsciously in the back of our minds. Um, and it's going to affect gigging culture in the future. I don't know how yet, mm. but I'm pretty sure it's going to affect the numbers for gigs in the future. I th- I think, I predict. Yeah. Or it could just be like human nature goes back and we want to go back to what life used to be like, maybe. Yeah. But I personally think that human beings are just not going to be able to shake off that fear. I think there's going to be like a slight 
hesitance before buying that music festival ticket. But I guess it's know. also like how much will it change and how will it affect our life? I mean, I guess the analogy that comes to mind is like air travel. It's like mm-hmm. before nine eleven, it was so chill. Like it was pretty chill. Yeah, like you, I remember like dropping off my my dad at the gate. Yeah. And being like, bye, dad. And then leaving the air. Well, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, all these metal detectors, TSA. And yeah, like, no. Air, air travel went from like one bag check to like four. Yeah. Like really, really quick. And like we adjusted. It's no big deal, in it, I guess. It's just the way it is. But yeah. like, yeah, how does this affect gig culture? Oh, well, it sucks. But, you know, we adjusted. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. The most useless, um, uh, and I'm sorry for if anyone out there listens to this and works in an airport, but I think the most useless job at the airport, I'm speaking specifically about the Singapore airport, yeah. because every airport has different rules. It's the person, okay, you know how in Singapore like you have the thing that you can scan yep. the passport? And then you scan the passport. And the person after. And then the person after looks at the passport and then checks, and then you walk into the yeah. departure hall. Yeah, That person in between... I personally think has a very like inconsequential job. I feel like they're just there to show you which way the gate is. I feel like like yes and way, no, but like they way, they but they make way. it a point to look at the thing for yeah. like four or five seconds and then look at you and register something that the machine didn't register with your fingerprint. <laughs> the, the the final line of defense, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, like what if you sliced off someone's hand? Right, they need to check that and make sure that you don't have like yeah. Like someone else's skin on or your like fingers, a, a, a John Travolta, Nick Cage esque face off. Exactly. Though if it was as good as face off, they wouldn't be able to tell. Mm. So Man. again, redundant. Redundant. <laughs> Air travel. What a thing! What a thing! What a thing! Don't you miss being on a plane? Would you? Do you want to do that thing that Singapore Airlines is doing now, where they're like, the "Oh, we turned our plane into a restaurant." If they, yeah, if they want to offer. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. I don't understand why anyone would even want to do that. It's just the feels, man. It's just like you know what I would like mm. a writing session, like like a like a like a turn the plane into like a little library. Hmm. You know, like a writing and reading session. Because isn't that what like lots of people love to do on planes, other than watching movies? It's also like you know, get work done, get some work done, they like just, turn it into a co-working in. space. <laughs> They just pipe in engine noise. No, exactly. Yeah. Like turn turn the fucking plane into a co-working space. I would be there in a second because I can't tell you how many songs I've written on planes. It's just something about the environment. But then again, maybe it's also like something about the existential threat. Something about knowing that your life is in someone else's hands. <laughs> but if the plane is just like on the tarmac, it's a bit like you're yeah, not, you're not getting that same rush. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever it takes to keep businesses aloft, I guess. I mean, if people want it, people want it. It's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, I would. But love. I think it's also like, is it all first class? Like you go there and you sit in first class? Is that the idea? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, uh, this is a real downer of an episode. Is it really? In hindsight, well, I mean, it got kind of weird and talking about politics and shit. But yeah, I think the struggle for for like creativity and the struggle of like being on fire in that sense yeah. it's, it's 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 constant i feel like that's where we're at you know it's what I mean? constant it's always going to be there covid or no yeah like personally i've gone through phases like this with or without covid yeah um and i'm just learning to be in it i'm learning to like um embrace not embrace it but you know just kind of understand it a bit better now that i'm older and wiser sure. and now that there's less distractions yeah it's kind of the best time to be experiencing this kind of like lack of 
um, juice. Yeah. Because you can really properly analyze it with uh, with with many with, with a lot less external factors. You know. Yeah. It's like if this were an experiment, this is a really great control. Yeah. Because there's not much else going around that can distract your brain. I think I know your answer to this, but do you feel like this has been like a lost year? You know what I mean? Like no, hundred percent. No. It has, right? No, no, right? Yeah, exactly. No, not at all. Not at all. Like it's it's been a magical year, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one of our flatmates just walked in. Hey, Opal. Say hi. Hi. Okay. She's I Thai. I don't know if that was audible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a. I honestly think it's been a magical year, despite all of like the the bummery things that we've just spoken about. You don't have to tip. You don't though. have to be like a cat burglar. Yeah, these mics aren't that sensitive. <laughs> like the Pink Panther. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I think it's been a magical year. I mean, right off the bat, just like. Um, Do you think we're privileged to be able to say that? Yes. Yeah. But also, I believe it's a matter of perspective. Still true, though. I believe it's a matter of perspective because mm. there's there's good and bad that can be found in everything, right? And in a year that has been so overwhelmingly, you know, it's like it's like the meme of the century. Twenty twenty, the worst year. Uh. Yeah, like um, there's no way that there's no good in it. Sure. And there's no way that with something this horribly universally bad, there isn't also a, a, a flip side that is like universally good, mm. right? And it's the things that we've spoken about before, about how this time has helped us take stock of what's important, about how this time has brought us closer to our families, um, or at least more aware of our families, um, for it to, it, it really strengthens the relationships, I think, that we, that we want to hold close. I think more than anything this year, it's a bit harsh to say that I filtered out people that like you know don't really vibe with me anymore. <laughs> but, but it's you more. Have. No, it's it's no. it's not it's not explicitly that. It's more of just like I've become so much closer to the people that like um, my heart has been drawn towards in the last mm. few years anyway, um, because of like the the distance and the lack of seeing each other early in the year. Like it caused like the need for so much stronger communication mm. you know and uh i don't think that could have happened under any other circumstances other than like a literal like world ending almost kind of event and you know even though it wasn't a world's end it damn well felt like it in the yeah. beginning it f- like i still remember like when we went to that supermarket yeah with our gloves and masks I on do too. and then there was like an announcement about like I don't know what it was, but social distancing, social distance, and be careful and timings and and all that. We're going to open the store early for old people. Yeah. And it felt like I was in fucking half life or something. Yeah. It just felt like I was in a video game or some kind of like post apocalyptic movie because I'm surrounded by people in masks, some in gloves and everything. This was back when it wasn't normal yet. And like announcements on the PA system and everything. And it just felt, but that's the thing, right? Fiction. I mean that there was an excitement to that as fucked up as that is. Yeah. And now that's kind of worn off, and now I'm just, I think it is, that's what COVID fatigue is, right? But I don't want to, like, bring it down again, because I feel like that's a wonderful note to end this episode on, Nathan, your <laughs> wonderful perspective on things. Um, yeah, this, no, it, it, yeah, it really it really is, it has been a beautiful year, regardless of how you see it, because it's a year where we're forced to be with ourselves, yeah. or be with the people that we've chosen to surround ourselves with. I mean, I, a million, one million people died, but yes, I mean... No, that's horrible, it sucks, <laughs> it's, it, it really truly does suck. Is that but the like, that told us up to, by the way? Yes. I, I, it's probably more, but um, like... I mean, the human, the human cost of it, of course, and like to anyone that has lost loved ones, I'm 
tremendously sorry. It's mm-hmm. horrible. But you can't deny that this intense, like, monumental event in human history hasn't been positively transforming in some way. If you choose to look at it that way. I think that's the key, is, like, if you choose to have that perspective, if you choose to not get yeah. bogged down by it, if you but choose I think, to, But like, I think even, even if you don't see it right now, I believe, like, th- I mean, this is me going out on a very optimistic limb here, mm-hmm. but I believe when everybody on planet Earth looks back on this, they will have gotten something positive out of it. Yeah, I hope so. Like, literally, everybody. Because, good or bad, the lessons that we learn from life, they always make us stronger. And... I'm pretty sure everyone has learned an important lesson or two, like from this fucking shit. <laughs> what did you learn, listeners? Post about it in our Instagram. Let me take a photo of Nathan to post on our Instagram because you look so cozy. And I mean, we can we can we can talk. We can end it off with something a little bit more lighthearted. What have you been watching this past week? Oh, oh yeah, good point. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Gambit. guess. Yeah, I was about to say I'm gonna guess you. Queen's Gambit. You finished awesome. Queen's Gambit. I'm like halfway through the last episode right now. Okay, but it's really like I can't believe how something as like a show about chess. Yeah, and it's all about chess. Yeah. It's seven episodes. I mean, it's it's a coming of age story. It's based off a novel. I thought it was based off a true story, but it's not. It's based off a fictional novel. I figured it wasn't about a true story. Call me sexist. Call me women was, can't do chess. No, it's more so like if there was like a really like hot woman that was the ch- a chess champion in the world, we would have heard about it by she now. Is pretty, she is pretty hot too. <laughs> yeah, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's about this uh, fictional um, chess whiz. She was an orphan and she's an addict and she, an alcoholic and a chess whiz, and she's going against the Soviets. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Like, I can't really pitch it. I really know the answer, but it's just really well acted, really well shot, very interesting, and, like, it's a really cool deep dive into a mind of someone who can do that, mm. and I, I dig it. If you're a fan of Anya Taylor-Joy, as I have been for the last five years... Um, since what? Since Split? No. Yeah. Okay. Split, but also, like... Um, because I was like, where do I know this chick from? Oh, she's yeah, been so in a whole bunch of the things. The Witch, which I've never seen. She was in The Witch. Yeah, she's been in The the Vivitch. The the Vivitch. Is it Vivitch or Wivitch? The Vivitch. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, she's been in a whole bunch of things. I can't recall for the life of me right now. But Split. She was great in Split. Um, mm, she, looks, she looks like a cross between Emma Stone and Ricky Lindholm. I can see that. Yeah, Rachel pointed that out to me. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Oh. Let me pull up her IMDb. Like, but why <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a beautiful show, and I really love it. When like, oh, I have watch. you seen it? Have you watched Queen's Gambit? I've I'm like four or five episodes into it. Yeah, I really love it when um, a show just presents something to me that like I've never really like given a whole much. world, right? Yeah, yeah, like like because I I I know how to play chess. Like I, I I know I know how they move. Yeah, I learned it That's as a kid. It. I learned it as a kid. I learned how they move. Um, but I, I, I don't for the life of me, I, I can't understand how like a, a human mind can excel and like think forward and really like, you know, break that shit down. Yeah. Like it's some savant bullshit. I don't and, know what to do. I don't yeah. know the pieces move, but I don't know what to, where to move them. Yeah. It took me like three years to figure out that the horse moves in an L. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, um. It's just such a crazy game, and I love like diving into like the the minds of the people, like you said, right? Mm. Um, when did did your parents ever like try to force chess upon you? 
Um, they never forced it upon me, but that's how I learned. My dad had chess set. He showed me how to play. Right. I remember... <laughs> um, you remember like the first time in Queen's Gambit she played chess mm-hmm. and she got made it in like five steps? Mm-hmm. Like that's the first thing I learned how to do was the scholar's check or whatever, scholar's mate. And I remember I was playing against my dad and it worked once and the second game he blocked it and then I never played again. I was like, fuck this thing. I was like, this is so exciting. I can win in like five moves. That's great. That's Wait, my t- dad blocked this. He countered me. Fuck this game. That's very telling. And I was like six. <laughs> That's very telling. I'm like, I want to read a book to learn how to play chess. Yeah. But I, I never even learned any of the moves. Like I just learned how they moved and was, and just, just kind of, you know, improvise a little bit and figure it out. Um, I'm probably horrible at it, but watching watching uh, fictional characters excel at it was very exciting. Um, you keep talking. I'm going to yeah. get that real quick. Sounds like we got a Lazada order here. So Queen's Gambit's been really fun. Like, we can't really pitch it more than that. Just if you like a show that does a deep dive to something kind of maybe possibly interesting, or like a show that can make something interesting that you think would be boring, this is the show for you because by far it's very interesting. And, oh, Nathan just stepped on something. No, that's unfortunate. It's a cable. Uh, yeah, check it out on Netflix. Do we need to run down and get that, whatever that was, Nathan? No, no, no. It's oh, it's... Someone, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, <sighs> what have you been watching? Have you been watching anything? Oh, uh, yeah, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Um, little bits of Taskmaster still, in case... That's a good one to cheer yeah. you up, I feel. Yeah. That and Ted Lasso, I feel like, are good remedies for like <laughs> feeling shitty. I just love that they uploaded all of it All of it. On all YouTube. of Taskmasters on yeah. there. So if you if if you guys are looking, like I recommended this last week, but I'll recommend it again because fuck it, it's fun. Um, look up Taskmaster on YouTube. Just like watch a full episode or watch the clips. Like it's 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 a great way to like just not think about horrible things for a while because it's just <laughs> watching people figure things out. Um, but yeah, I, I was gonna ask about going back to chess. Like, what was like your go to board game as a kid? Like out of the classic hmm. ones, you know, like. I didn't really have one actually. Weirdly, no. I didn't super. I, Chess, you know, checkers, reversey, snakes and ladders, none of that. Not really. No. Monopoly, I guess, was the closest. Monopoly? I don't know. I didn't really play much board games when I was younger. It weirdly, board games is the thing I got into when I was older. What was it for you? Maybe Battleship, actually. Hmm. I played a lot, so like it's tough to say. Like I, I out of the classic ones, my favorite was reversey. Is reversing the one where it's like black, yellow, yeah. black and white, you flip yeah. them over? Yeah, but I preferred playing it like on a computer. Yeah. Because playing reversing in real life is exhausting. It's tedious. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck invented this game to be played on like a real board? Dave Reversi. <laughs> it's crazy because especially like if you make a big move, then you got to like flip, 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 flip like flip, 20 flip, flip, things. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's a very satisfying game to mm. play because of that. Like, because like, you know, you make one move and suddenly like. The whole board is your color. Ah, it's yeah. beautiful. Um, I think we called there was another. I think that was also called Othello. I think I played that on computer. Isn't Othello checkers? No. Mm, yes, Othello is reverse. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then checkers is the black and red one, and then uh, seems like a very racist name. You're trying to make everything black or everything white, just like the play Othello mm. or something. Okay, I don't know. But yeah, Battleship was a was a big one. I had like the real board and everything with like you know you put them back to back against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, with the, like the white and the red. Yeah, studs. that was so fun. Like, like board games were a big part of my uh, childhood, but weirdly enough, like not a. I mean, I I still play them, but I wouldn't say like they're a gigantic part of my life right now. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. It's the whole social nature of sitting down and having a tactile feel. Yeah, like that Sherlock Holmes game. We gotta play that again, man. That game's fun. 
Oh yeah, we recently played a board game called Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, and it's it's not much of a board game really. It's 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 more of like a, a tabletop game, is what you would call it. Yeah, it has a it has the vibe of like an escape room almost kind of thing. Yeah, like it mixed with a choose your own adventure book. Yeah, That's so like, like so you're essentially given like a mystery to solve, and. Um, you have a few materials that you can refer to. That you have a map of London. Map, yeah. You have a directory. You have some newspapers that you can refer to. Um, but essentially, it's just like ten self-contained mysteries yeah. that you have to solve alongside Sherlock Holmes. You follow clues. You go to locations. It's great. It's kind of it's kind of great. Like I, I'm almost thinking, like, w- would it be good if we played an entire mystery and made that a podcast episode? Sure. But wouldn't that be exhausting? Well, let's make it a YouTube thing, and we can cut it. I feel like that'd be exhausting to listen to. Well, we'll cut it down, like I said. But it's kind of fun. Like, like the idea of it is, is making my brain tingle. Let's do it. Cause like, Hashtag good game. Because it's fun to like read it in like voices and stuff. It is pretty fun. <laughs> it is pretty fun. Um, and we do such accurate, you know. Very much. Consistent. Very flawless, pretty yeah. much. It's the, it's the best. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I was never good at like the smart board games. Mm. Like chess. Mm. I can't even beat the computer in chess. I, I feel like if you want to get into chess, you have to get into it. Like, you need to, like, read shit. Like, you have to know strategies. You have modern to know, chess openings, 2020. To, exactly. <laughs> Postmodern chess openings. You need to know what a Sicilian is. No idea. It's pizza. Yeah. Mm. I'm hungry. Yeah. I, 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 I want to I wanna learn how to play chess now. Do it. Commit to it. I'm kidding. I don't really know. Get a rating. I, I genuinely don't want to. Like, I genuinely don't care. Yeah, me too. Like, I know that if I became very, very good at chess, like, right now, nobody in my life would give a shit. Sure. <laughs> like, nobody in my and life would that's the only reason to do things. Care. <laughs> but it'd be cool to be like, yeah, I'm a chess guy. Maybe you feel like that's a thing to Just say like pull it as out. an adult. Or, like, go to New York and, yeah, like, yeah. sit in a park and play with an old black man. And hit that clock. <laughs> clock. Find Lawrence Fishburne. Play with him. Yeah. Alright. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all we got. We're spent. I feel like, yeah, like I don't know if this is a downer of an episode, but it's a more introspective, chill episode. Maybe it was the heat stroke talking. Maybe it's the COVID talking. It's all of that. Maybe it's, it's both. All good. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe that's okay. It's COVID heat stroke. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you guys at, listener? How are you feeling right now? Where are you in this journey of life? We should probably open up for questions again soon. It's been a couple episodes. I love the since, questions. Yeah, Let's it's do been that. a couple episodes since we've we done miss that. you guys. Yeah, um, we'll do that soonish. I wonder what happens if I just Google questions. Ask for good me name. a random question. Oh, I bet you Google has something for that. Ask me a random question. All right, whatever comes up, we'll answer it real quick, and then we'll call it an episode. Okay, that Th- there's like no like you would think there's like a website for this, right? Random questions. Um, okay, how about... Um, Icebreaker questions. No, no, no. Because what comes up is just a bunch of listicles. I want like a random question generator. Yeah, do it. How about that? Internet, don't disappoint me. Come on. If there isn't, we should make one. Yes, there is such a thing. Of course there is. Random question generator. Hit go the, for it. Hit, hit the it. button. Let's go. <laughs> um, where's, the, where's the button? What the fuck? There it is. Um, okay, how about this? Who do you feel like you know, even though you've never met them? <laughs> I already have an answer lined up. It's terrible. Yeah. The seven members of BTS. 
Yeah? Yeah, I feel like I know them. Really? Like, I feel like it's, like, in a way that's gotten, like, a slightly, slightly caused me to pause and reflect on my life and how healthy my relationship is to BTS. Yeah. And the fact that I phrase it as a relationship is yeah. pretty weird. Yeah. Because, well, I, I mean, mean, there's just so much... Okay, because here's the thing, right? When I'm not looking at COVID news and being depressed by that, I'm looking at BTS stuff to make me happy. Right. And I feel like I know so much about them. Mm. <laughs> For example... Yes. I know, like... That Sugar was almost disowned for, by his parents for going into music. Oh no! Is that yeah. why he's so rebellious and dark? He is. But the first time he had a concert and his parents showed up, he gave like a two-minute-long bow on the floor. It's very moving. <laughs> and that's the things I know. Like, Who do you feel like you know? No, like the thing about all the know? like the thing about like public figures, especially public figures as public yeah. as BTS, yeah. is that you can never. I I, I could never take what is presented wholesale yeah that's what i mean yeah just only only because like i am sure i like you can read up every single like official or unofficial fans you don't know the book. real them yeah there's just no way you can because yeah. like like it's 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 so protected and hidden away by the record labels and the industry and the media yeah like they're just trying to present you with the most perfect vision of a human being as possible yeah and it's tough to really like say that i know or understand that do you think there's some irony in the fact that if people if our listeners were asked this question they would probably they could possibly say us maybe though i feel like they would be more right than i would be about bts probably because i feel like we put up we put out a lot more of ourselves on like a weekly basis than BTS has ever done in like their lives. No, unfortunately that's not true, (laughs) but I feel like we are more candid. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, who do I feel like? Who do you feel like, you know, that you don't really know? Um, 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 yourself. Is it yourself? What a, what a, what a, what a downer of an answer. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Um, I can't say that, I can give a proper answer to that because of mm-hmm. what I just said. Because I'm so hyper aware that we're present, like almost everyone in the media just presents like a avatar of themselves, like mm-hmm. a fake version of themselves, or like a version of themselves that they aspire to be or want to be seen as. Um. So, I can't accurately. Do you feel like you know Donald Trump? Uh. <laughs> You know what? Probably. Probably, right. <laughs> because like, I think everyone knows someone like that. Yeah. No. Do I? I really, I genuinely think everyone knows someone like that. To a certain extent, maybe even your dad is like that, but like on a much, like it's just turned up to like 150 on that guy. You know, that, that that's what I think. Like, I think he is a collection of like just this boomer male energy. Possibly. That like you can sometimes see in male adults of the boomer generation quite often, <laughs> um, and just to kind of extend that, times it and multiply it by by an order of fifty or a hundred, and you get Donald Trump. So I would I I, I I I would almost venture to say that yeah, I almost know the guy because you know people like him, you know people that behave like that, you know people that can never be told they're wrong, you know people that are stubborn and bullish. Yeah, you probably know people who. Um, never give a straight answer. Um, 
so yeah, it's kind of like the, the like a collection of the worst people that you know, yeah. just like rolled into one. I feel like we aim to go out on a high note, and we're ending on a bummer note. Everyone has a Donald Trump in their life. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, okay. I I I challenge you to say that I'm wrong when I say that. Like you probably see a bit of Donald Trump in your uncle that speaks too much at family gatherings, or maybe even your dad. Like I'm, I'm not saying think that of, I'm trying to think they I'm are not, him. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying they not are really. Him. I'm just saying you know that I mean? they're not really. You have no like. Do you have any of those uncles? Oh yeah, 100%. you have Donald Trump esque uncles. Hundred percent. Hmm. Like when I, okay when again when I say Donald Trump esque, I don't even mean like they're anything close to. Sure, him. sure, sure. I'm just saying that the qualities, energy. yeah, similar qualities, similar energy. Like maybe they don't full on like. Oh no! Go is, crazy when you tell them that they're wrong. Is this one of those things where like if you don't know anyone who is the Donald Trump, that means you're, you're the, Donald the Donald Trump. Trump. That is the ultimate depressing note to go out on. Well, live with that for the next week, John. I will have fun with that. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, following us on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you for supporting us on Patreon if you do. And if you don't, please consider. Yeah. If not, I love you anyway. Yeah. And once again, I'm Nathan. That's Trump. And Woo. have oh. a good week, everybody. Have Thanks a huge one. for the hang. Thanks. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with a good hang